Welcome to the Weekly Lisa, the podcast that covers everything. Hi, and welcome to the Weekly Lisa. Of course, my name's Lisa Mother, and today we're going to discuss dyslexia. Now, I'm sure you've heard of dyslexia, um, and what dyslexia might be, but if not, so dyslexia is a learning difficulty. It affects reading, writing, and spelling, and also your left and right. Um, so your directional understanding. Uh, so for me, for instance, uh, I have an tendency of saying left when I mean right and right when I mean left. Um, it also, um, for me, so I, so the reason I'm, I'm broaching this subject is because it's something I actually do suffer with. Um, I have quite severe dyslexia and over the last 20 years I have fought to understand what my dyslexia does to my brain, how my brain perceives words and letters and sometimes numbers. Um, so it's classed as a learning difficulty now. I actually hate that term, um, not because I think it's it's wrong to have a learning disability or a learning difficulty. It's just that's how I don't see myself as having a learning difficulty. Um, I see it as my brain just jumbles everything up. Now, like I said, I've I've gone well well over twenty years now um, since I was diagnosed. I was actually eleven. Uh, so basically, my story is uh, when I was still in primary school, I was asked by the teacher, just like everybody else in the room was, uh, what I wanted to be when I grow up. And two things I said: I wanted to be a vet or a writer. Now, I was never going to be a vet. It's, I am way too emotional to be a vet. I cry at the earliest convenience when it comes to putting an animal down and I understand the theory. I understand the theory um, that, you know, you have to be cruel to be kind, uh, but that's just not for me. Um, anyway, back to my story. Um, so after I'd had this conversation with the teacher, she looked at me for a split second and said, well, you're too stupid to be either of them. And I remember being extraordinarily upset. Um, and I, I went home and I told my mum. And I remember the following day, my mum going into school. She came into school with me that morning. And I could hear my mum shouting from the other end of the school. And she was basically saying, how dare you talk, tell my daughter she's too stupid. You know that my daughter has a learning difficulty, but you you won't test her. My mum was absolutely adamant for many, many years that I had a learning difficulty, but nobody would test me. Um, so fast forward a few years to high school, and I've been in high school about three or four days. And I went into an English lesson, and I'll never forget this. Um, it must have been about, I don't know, a few weeks into to being in, in high school, so I was in year seven. And I'd gone in and I was doing some work and the English teacher walked over and she was looking over everybody's shoulders, she's going past and she stopped. She looked over my shoulder, said something, disappeared, said something to the, to the, uh, the now known as TAs, but it was a, a class helper at the time, um, and disappeared out of the room. 10 minutes have gone by and she came back, and I only know this because I'm a nosy person. Um, she came back in, had a quick discussion with the TA, and nothing was said. And then just as the lesson was finishing, she pulled me to one side and asked me to wait till everybody had finished. 
So I'm like, okay, not a problem. Um, so anyway, uh, teacher came back into the classroom, had a conversation with the TA. At the end of the lesson, she pulled me aside um, and asked me to follow her. So by this point, you know, being in a year seven, only in school a few weeks, my heart was in my mouth. And as I'm walking down towards the head teacher's office, and I knew where the head teacher's office was, I passed it many times. It was conveniently funny. It is now anyway, it wasn't back then. Conveniently funny that my brother was actually sat outside the deputy head's office because he was actually in trouble. And I looked at him and he looked at me and he went, what have you done? I said, what do you mean? He went, mum and dad are in there. So, like I said, my heart was pounding out of my chest. I thought I'd done seriously wrong and I'd, I don't even remember doing anything. So, back then, my deputy head was a smoker, but so was my parents. And they were all sat in her office smoking cigarettes. So when I went in the room, it was like, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. Um, by the time all the smoke had cleared, my mum and dad were sat there. And like I said, I was panicked. And the English teacher stood at the side of the deputy head and looked at my mum in the face and said, how long have you known? And my mum said, known that she's got dyslexia pretty much all her life, all her school life anyway. And I'm looking between the teacher and my mum and my dad. And my mum said, I've been trying to get her tested for years and I'm, I'm looking at all three of these people going, test me for what? You know, I didn't think there was a problem, you know, despite the fact that the words would jump off the page. You know, I had problems with my eyes, so as a child I had patches, you know, to try and strengthen my eyes, thinking it might have been that. And the English teacher said to my mum, um, I've been a dyslexia a dyslexic assessor uh, for many years. That's what I did before I actually became an English teacher here. She said, I can tell you now that your daughter has dyslexia, she said, but I'd like to test her if that's all right. Um, and then I'd know roughly um, how bad a dyslexia is. So my mum and my dad agreed. Um, and that was it. A couple of days later, I went into a lesson, a private lesson with this teacher, um, and she did the assessment. Now, bear in mind, I was 11 year old. Um, so straight away, because I got into a private lesson with the teacher, I, it, there was something wrong with me. Kids are quite hurtful anyway. Um, but that was how the people saw it. So I, I, to be honest, how I saw it, I, you know, there's something wrong with me. I've got to go into a lesson with the, with the teacher. Um, so for a while, um, I was kind of like, well, why did you have to go for that lesson? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm being tested for something. Um, you know the statement, kids are cruel. Anyway, um, a couple of weeks later, uh, my mum and dad were back in school. This time I weren't as scared because I knew, obviously, they were there to get the results. So keep in mind that I was 11 year old and the English teacher sat down with my mum and dad and, and me because obviously they wanted me to be there to understand what was going on. Um, and the English teacher then went on to tell my parents that at the age of 11 I had the reading ability of a six year old. And now thinking about it, I was quite mortified. Um, I've never actually sat and thought about it properly. It's only as I'm talking it out now that, you know, an 11 year old being told that they've got a reading ability of a six year old. You know, six year olds are just starting to read and write properly. You know, they're learning to use a pen properly. And I was 11 year old and I was having this, this massive issue. Um, and, you know, I think I'd have gone un, untested if it hadn't have been for this teacher. You know, if it hadn't have been for my mum trying to find that there was a problem. Um, 
That actually quite upsets me, considering that I haven't thought about that in over 20 years. Um, but anyway, so as I said, 20 years, been told I have dyslexia, reading a bit of a six-year-old, you know, taking all this in at 11, it was quite extreme now, you know. Okay, so I, I dealt with it then, I didn't really have a choice. I dealt with the fact that I had the readability of a six-year-old at 11. I dealt with the fact that I was, I even, even for a long while I thought I was stupid and there was something serious wrong with me, even though I understood that I had dyslexia. So they brought in a special educational teacher and I would go to her once a week, not that it made much, dif much difference. Um, things like um, having a, like a, a rubber grip on the end of my pencil. Um, looking back at it now, I'm thinking, well, actually, that's not what I needed. What I actually needed was um, coloured paper for a start. So yellows and light greens stop the, the words, from, not all of them, but some of the words from jumping. It prevents them from moving around. So my eyes can focus. So black and white for me is quite hard. Um, now, over the years, I have learned to use my coloured paper less and less. Um, I still, if I'm in a rush and I'm writing, I still spell the words the wrong way or the letters are still, the, I put the letters the wrong way around, which is common for dyslexia. Not only do the words spin off the page, I, my S's, my D's and my B's, even though there's technically the same letter, just the wrong way around, are always the wrong way around. My F's are pretty much always the wrong way around. If I'm in a rush, now, I've spent 20 years perfecting the way that I write, the way that I read. And despite the fact when I was 11, I hated reading and writing. I absolutely love it now. So, you know, 20 years on, or over 20 years, I have learnt that reading and writing isn't my enemy. It could be something that takes me away from this world for a short space of time while I'm reading a story about a fictional place. You know, so, it's not always a bad thing. Now, my dyslexia will never go away. You know, pretty much like anybody else that has dyslexia, it will never go away. You just learn to understand it and accept it. Now, I've taken courses over the years um, to understand my dyslexia. Um, and I'm very, very lucky that my sister was uh, a nursery practitioner. And she was teaching her two young children phonics. Now, apparently, from the research that I've done over the years, dyslexia runs in fam in families. So I would swear black and blue that my dad had a form of dyslexia. Not that he would ever openly admit that, but I genuinely think he did. He really struggled to read and write, my dad. Um, not that you would know, but that was the type of person my dad was. He kept it to himself. Um, now, apparently dyslexia is a struggle to process sounds in words. Now, in schools today, our children are taught phonics. So my sister's a nursery practitioner and she's been teaching her own children uh, phonics. Now phonics is the sound that comes with words. Um, now according to the research that I found over the years, dyslexia um, is a struggle to process the sounds in words. Now in schools today that is actually taught uh, prior to that, it wasn't um, they were it, it wasn't something that 20 years ago that kind of was taught in schools to kids. Um, now my sister's children have taken it 
you know, taken to it like duck to water. Um, and phonics is kind of a standard thing for them. And like I said before, uh, dyslexia can affect your left and your right. Um, and even to this day, I do struggle with that. Um, I'll say to my husband, we're going left when actually I mean we're going right. Um, and from time to time you'll find me sticking my hand up and, and creating an L with my uh, finger and thumb on my left hand. Um, and it's things like that that you kind of retain in memory and it's supposed to make things easier. Um, the other thing that I do is I make a bed with my left and my right hand. So if you hold your hands up with your thumbs sticking up and put your hands together, it's a bed. You're just missing the E in the middle. And that's how you work out your B and your D. And I'm 35 year old and I still do that to this day. Somebody taught me that many years ago. And it makes it a lot easier for me. That That's my way of, of remembering my Bs and my Ds. And you know, at 35 year old and I'm still doing it. It's obviously resonated in my head. Um, you know, <sighs> dyslexia is, it's something that affects a lot of people and some people don't actually open up and talk about it. For me, the more you talk about it, the more that people understand it. Even now, you know, in 2021, I still don't think there is enough understanding to dyslexia. There should, and there should be. Um, now, I recently found that it says people with dyslexia often but not always show characteristics of other specific learning difficulties such as dyspraxia, attention deficit disorder. I'm like, hmm, okay. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I don't have any of them, but I could well be wrong. But that, to me, is like saying somebody that is blind is also showing signs of being deaf. And again, that's not true. Th this is the problem. The research into dyslexia is not enough. It needs to be more. They need to understand that my dyslexia is, is completely different to somebody that lives next door that's got dyslexia. It's a lot of people that I've met over the years think that they are thick or dumb. That's not true. Dyslexia is not a meaning of thicker done. It just means you see the world differently. It has taken me 20 years to say, I am not stupid. I am a very intelligent person. I just have a challenge putting anything on paper. Now, if you look around at famous people in the world, you will find there is a lot of famous Hollywood people, so actors, actresses, that have dyslexia. And it means they don't have to read and write until it comes to the scripts. And again, they will have a way of finding that out. So I have um, things like text-to-speech. So I can write something down and my phone or my tablet or my laptop will actually tell me what I've put. I have Grammarly. I swear by Grammarly. Uh, that is, there's a free version and a paid version. Now I use the free version. 99% uh, of the time it's it's completely changed the way that I write emails I write letters etc etc now I'm 35 year old I was told I was too stupid to do anything yet as it stands right now I have seven self-published books four of which are self-help I have three romance and I have just written another one very recently um, regarding um, regarding uh, empowering you. It's, it's, it's another self-help book, uh, but basically it's to alleviate stress and anxiety. Uh, now, I 
do suffer with stress but not anxiety but I live with somebody that does so for, this is from a vantage point I am also um, an holistic therapist and I'm trained in uh, I think it's 17 different holistic therapists so just because I'm dyslexic does not mean that I can't do something so I write blogs I podcast I write I write letters, I write emails. Just because I have dyslexia does not mean to say I cannot do something I truly want to do. So this podcast is about empowering anybody that's got dyslexia. If you want something so bad, you will do it whichever way you look at it. It's about putting your mind to something. And for me... Putting my mind to wanting to read or write was was my kick up the bum of doing it. So don't think for one minute that you can't do something because believe me, you can. We all can. So I'm going to leave it there for today. I've jabbered on for probably about 20 minutes now on dyslexia. I wanted to educate you in what dyslexia is and how problematic it can be. But it does not mean you cannot be what you want to be you cannot do what you want to do so do you know what tomorrow's a new day and remember that get up whatever you want to do say it out loud i want to be a writer get up and do it because the more you work towards it the more and easier it will become so anyway i'm going to leave you to it now that's me cheering on for all that time have a wonderful week and i'll see you again next week bye for now